0: to get started. Peace.
1: Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good
0: morning, my friends. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and we are glad that you are here with us on Thursday. Good morning.
1: We are glad that you're here. And every day, our show is brought to you by Get Your Marriage On. Mm-hmm. Get Your Marriage On is a couples counseling app that's fast, fun, and never boring. You guys, we created it. And would you like to know what people are saying about the app? Yeah, I'm I was so wondering. so glad that you asked.
0: Completely wondering that.
1: Sammy says, this is a great and helpful app for strengthening your marriage. I really like the way that it's set up like a roadmap to feel... Wait. And feel... Wait, I can't read oh anything. Oh, my goodness.
0: I really like the way it's set up like a roadmap and feel – like a roadmap feel and the videos describing each section are really awesome. If you have any kind of a relationship, this app would be great – a great tool for bettering yourself and your marriage. <laughs> Apparently
1: we can't read today.
0: <laughs> is, there a, is there a reading app we can I don't borrow? I know. Thank
1: you, Sammy, for that mm. review. But guys, seriously, go get your marriage on. It's a great app. Mm-hmm. Uh, every day we do four things. We pray together. We do our intentions, our gratitudes, and then we talk about our question of mm-hmm. the day. So we encourage you to do the same things with your partner. That's Here right. we go.
0: All right. Thank you, God Creator, for your blessings. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity uh, that we have to share the things that we've learned and also to grow with the people that watch and listen. I pray that you protect us spiritually and physically today, and thank you for all your blessings. Amen.
1: Amen. Good prayer. All right.
0: What's up, Lakeisha? I am a new follower. got to know what is tatted on your hand. Oh, okay. okay.
1: That's so great to see really you. Really quickly. Um, so You t- do yours first. Okay.
0: This says Iswa, and it is uh, Catawba language, uh, Catawba Indian tribe language um, for people of the river, and that's where I'm from.
1: Seth is Native American, so am I. Um, I mine the top knuckles say "hold fast," which is in Thessalonians. It's examine everything, mm-hmm. hold fast to that which is good, and the bottoms knuckles say "lady boss," mm. and the O is a diamond because why not?
0: That's right. <laughs> so yeah, and that's and then I have a a arrowhead with some. Stuff on my hands. I'm so All glad right. you asked. I love talking yeah, about tattoos, and I we want do. more. We have many more, and, and we're uh, glad
1: that you joined us today. Seriously,
0: and if anyone is a tattoo artist, I know, hit us we, up. Uh,
1: we'll be in Nashville soon, and we <laughs> would like Nashville tattoos. We'll sponsor your your tattoo shop. Can sponsor our
0: show. <laughs> Perfect. Twice in a row. We'll get okay, and then so next we do a gratitude mm-hmm. and intentions, mm-hmm. and I had a good gratitude. Ready to go. Darn it. What was it? What was it? I can't think. Why don't you go?
1: Uh, sure. My gratitude. And again, I want you guys to share your gratitudes with your spouse. This is a great way to build in connection. It's easy to do. takes hardly any time. So do your gratitudes together. I am very thankful that you do the, what do you call it with the kids? You swizzle. What's it called? You uh, get, what does tough call it? You get like.
0: We get, we get. Uh,
1: crispy. Uh, What's it get, called? We
0: get rowdy. with. Um, he
1: calls it something really funny. We, <laughs> You wrestle... Scruffy. He, scruffy. We get, S- you get Scruffy with Tuffy. So right. our sons, or our kids, actually, all of them love to wrestle with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so last night, or uh, very often, Tuff will be like, Hey, Dad, can we get Scruffy? Mm-hmm. And they'll just like, I don't know, like do jujitsu moves. Yeah. And like, it looks so uncomfortable. But you'll be like, "No," you know, shoving Tuff's face into the thing. And he's laughing his brains out. And yeah. then he gets like, Oh, stop, it hurts. And then he laughs. It's, so, a, it's
0: a funny dynamic that very uh, fun. uh, a, a dad actually a, a dad specifically can have with their kids when mm-hmm. you wrestle and just kind of i don't know just kind of like you get gruff scruffy. gruff around you know yes. and just like kind of pound each other uh, so i'm in the thankful ground. for like that. that that you mm-hmm. do
1: that with our kids so thank you for well, that's being that's good scruffy.
0: i am I'm, I'm thankful that you notice the the value in that and you're not like oh be careful and all weird about it you know cuz that would be a big hamper Yeah, and stuff yeah
1: i'll help you out with a maybe i can help you with your gratitude today
0: Oh, bracelets! Oh, I'm (laughs) I'm thankful that you created the bracelets. Actually, it was my idea, but whatever. (laughs) Your idea. Them. What's up, Amy? Good to see you this morning. Uh, okay, so, well, actually, when I was getting scruffy with Tuff last night, uh, he ripped mine off. We, yeah. We kind of like... So we
1: do our, our pigs, our mm-hmm. prayer, intention, gratitudes, and goals with our kids, and we started writing our intentions on these little bracelets I got mm-hmm. on Amazon. That's right. <clears throat> and so, um, are you thankful that I did that?
0: Yes, I am thankful for that. Oh, good. And it is a good reminder that we can put the week's intention in a Sharpie, on a bracelet. Mine fell off last night as we were wrestling and that reminds you. So mine was calm. Like, hey, Seth, be calm. Mm -hmm. Be thankful. Uh, Look at every... Look at everything as an opportunity to practice calmness and get better at it, right? Yeah. So these are good. We are thinking about other things we can do with AOM with those bracelets so we can get those out to you. Yes. And that would be awesome. So next, we do an intention. Yes. Right? I'm actually
1: going to read my intention that's on my bracelet anyway because it's the same thing, mm-hmm. but I'm going to add to it. So I'm starting to use language as if it already is, mm-hmm. which I mentioned last time. So I am writing, I wrote on my bracelet, I am great at handling stress. Mm. And I am easygoing and low maintenance. <laughs> you guys know why I wrote that? Because those are things that I am not, that I am trying to become. That's right. So I also have started saying to myself, when I know that you're going to come home or mm-hmm. when I'm going to see you in the morning or something, like, I just can't get enough of talking to Seth. And like, it's so fun to be jazzy with him and mm-hmm. be really, really excited with him. And essentially to kind of be like your mom. Yeah. And so that those are my intentions are like, Jazzercise. Jazz and it up.
0: Do you know what you're doing when you're doing that? You are actually creating new neural pathways yep. in your brain. You are kind of like uh, paving the road for behaviors that you want, uh-huh. right? And that is, we you know, we call it forward thinking or positive thinking or all kinds of stuff. Call it what you want, but it actually mm-hmm. 100% works. Oh, we're going to do a good show today. Uh-huh. I can't wait until we read the questions. I can't wait to talk to mm-hmm. Melanie. Usually that's already... There anyway, so mm-hmm. I don't have to talk myself up in that. Yeah, But with other things with, uh, you know, my commute today, I get to listen to podcasts yeah. today. As opposed
1: I'm to s- saying, oh, it's so long. I hate this. This is so stupid.
0: Exactly. Because what you focus on expands. Mm-hmm. Good yes. and bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, okay. And the intention today is actually, I'm, I'm intending to listen to more of the Marissa Peer book. Yes. yes. Yep. And then also think in I am mm-hmm. language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's exciting and one of the things that
1: Marissa Pierce says which I love so much is she says you're making the uncomfortable comfortable Hmm. because as people we don't want to do what's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so we don't but once we start making the uncomfortable comfortable like saying like you Mm -hmm. know I don't know laughing Mm -hmm. with you in a different way or connecting Uh in a different way then our bodies go oh I'm I'm used to that no big deal
0: so making the uncomfortable comfortable remember when I first started doing the cold cold, dip the cold dip Uh and then taking cold showers I wrote a whole Like blog posts. I never posted it, but it was this idea of when cold showers feel warm. So Mm -hmm. I eventually got acclimated to a freezing cold shower and to literally ice on top of the water in the cold dip when cold showers feel warm. And that's an analogy for you know what? When I thought this thing sucked and was hard and it's not anymore. Oh, I adapted to that. I'm okay. I had Mm -hmm. forward thinking through that. So when cold showers feel warm, is mm-hmm. a, I think a beautiful, uh, uh, analogy to, yeah. to that.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to mention when we started our show that we are live on Instagram and Facebook. So hello to everybody mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook. Rick, we see you all y'all. Uh, Darlene, we see you. I don't Darla, I'm I can't read. Cold uh, Shower's
0: the best, fearless, yes and they So are. you
1: can join us every morning 7 30 or 745 AM mm-hmm. Pacific Standard Time, Monday through Friday. We answer your questions and you can send he- uh, you can send questions into hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. You can DM us on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. You can also ask your questions live in our show if you join us on instagram you can get a free workbook all those kinds of things so ask us your questions they don't need to be marriage related they can be about anything That's right. um actually i thought it would be fun to do an ask us anything an ama uh kind of like the tattoo question mm-hmm. uh tomorrow i thought it would okay, be okay so what is your to.
0: intention today then we will dive well my into the intention question.
1: again is to like speak to myself in a way that manifests actual behavioral change mm-hmm. and it it is things like uh Literally saying the things I'm not good at as mm. if I'm good at them. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so good at hugging Seth. When he comes in the door, I kiss him and I love every second of it. I'm
0: the best hugger. Because I'm not been no good no at those like things.
1: Me. It's not that I don't like them. I just, yeah. it's something that my whole family does not do. So right. it's something I'm training myself in. So that's mm-hmm. my intention. Yeah, awesome. And I'm going to do my well, thank you so much. The pigs with the kids. So, so. we're
0: going to dive into a. Tough question today, and hopefully we will shed some light and be helpful here.
1: Before we jump into this question, I want to say one thing about it, and this is going to sound unrelated, but I think it's very important to say. Mm-hmm. On our Instagram feed, uh, I posted a thing about our our daughter Hattie's eighth birthday, mm-hmm. and I like all these things and celebrating it during quarantine. That was the post I posted earlier today. The next thing I'm going to post is this question, mm-hmm. um, like my past sexual abuse is impacting my marriage. And I had this moment of like, should I post that? That seems weird. Mm. This next to that, like that seems weird. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, people will be weirded out by it. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, how stupid. That's real life. Mm-hmm. Like mothers and husbands and fathers and wives who are trying to like throw a birthday party for their kid while dealing with something traumatic from their past. Mm-hmm. And we don't give enough grace to kind of let these things actually live together mm-hmm. in real life like they do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that means anything to you or no, whatever, so, but it meant a lot to me to mm-hmm. say to myself, I'm not going to um, I'm not going to cover this up because that right. isn't how it works in real life.
0: Right. And this is absolutely part of real life mm-hmm. and the therapist piece is coming out and uh, these, these stats change with, with the years and with new data and stuff. And I believe it is, uh, one in, I think one in four women are one in five women are, uh, sexually, no, one in three women are sexually assaulted, abused, harassed in some way, right? And then one in five men Mm -hmm. are, which is is fairly surprising. But these are
1: only of the people who actually tell somebody.
0: That's exactly right. So we can, as a therapist, as a researcher, I can safely assume to some degree that those numbers are higher because it goes underreported and there's such a stigma around it. So what we're talking about today is exactly... Yeah, we just threw a a birthday party a couple of weeks ago for our uh, little girl who's the cutest thing in the world and birthday parties and all this good stuff. And then also we're getting questions about past sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. about physical abuse, stuff like that. And guess what? That is real life. Mm -hmm. And if we don't talk about it, then it doesn't get better. If we don't shed light on things, they don't get better, do they? Yeah.
1: And I think it's important too to understand (laughs) that there are parents trying to Mm -hmm. raise children and try to teach them healthy things like sexuality and sex education who they themselves are not even right healthy right. in their own way. So I just wanted to acknowledge it before mm. we dove in and
0: And it goes into that question, how can I give you two dollars if I only have one in my pocket? Right. How can I talk about healthy sexuality? healthy relationships, family of and stuff, if I haven't worked through those things myself, right? you can't.
1: Right, exactly. So, And we want to say thank you to the person who sent this question And It's mm-hmm. a very brave thing. And, I, right. of course, I always edit everything. So if you send it into hello at anatomyofmarriage.com yeah. or whatever, I edit it to make it more uh, anonymous.
0: Right. What's up, Delano? What's up? All right. Dive into the question. Let's go for it.
1: Hi, all. Melanie, the other day you mentioned working out of an emotional knee-jerk reaction to things. I believe that I was raped by an abusive ex-boyfriend being forced to do sexual things with him that I did not want to do. What he did to me physically has a lot of stigma associated with it in the Christian church. So one, I'm working on that Christian sexual shame by reading Sex, God and the Conservative Church by Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers. Right on. That's Mm -hmm. a great choice by the way. Um, and two, I'm realizing that I can have a healthy version of this type of physical intimacy with my now husband being caught. Her husband is not the person who raped her, obviously. Um, but, the type of intimacy with my husband without being caught up in the abuse from my past. But I have an, but I have an emotional reaction that I am struggling with working through. And I feel as though it isn't fair for my husband. Do you have any tips or advice? I'm so grateful for your clearing structure and the tools y'all provide. Thank you for being open and transparent.
0: Mm -hmm. So number one, first of all, thank you so much for sending this question in. Uh, Any type of abuse and especially sexual abuse is, Uh, very hard to talk about and very hard to admit to and even realize like oh wait a minute this was a possibility and then as we get educated more about it we're like yeah that wasn't okay I felt uncomfortable there was no consent all these other things so okay let me talk about this and the number one the number one thing to solve a problem is first understanding that there is a problem that admitting and accepting no matter how how difficult it is, that there is a problem. And then the, the very other next step is being willing to work on it. So you're, you're listening to shows, you're listening to resources, you're reading resources from, from people like Dr. Tina. And that is a really good thing. And you want to work on it with your, with your husband, because you know that there's more out there than what we're settling for. Right. Um, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so first of all, Thank you very much, and I know you have some thoughts on it. I'll give the therapeutic point of view, but you should go first.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I want to really encourage you to listen. Well, there's a couple things I want to say. It seems like you either are a Christian or were a Christian. I don't know if you still are, but um, the thing that kind of pops into my head is this idea, like obviously reading Dr. Tina's book, because and I'm you're going to know this because you're reading the book, but this sort of consumeristic... Uh, consumerism around sexuality and intimacy Mm -hmm. that is so inundated in our culture. We're just like drowning in it. Um, And so what happens, and I'm just going to say this out loud and overtly because I think people need to hear it. If your boyfriend, if your husband, if your partner is asking you to do something that does not bring you connection and pleasure. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, if you loved me, you would do this, or I'm Mm -hmm. going to make you do this, or I'm going to get you drunk and do this to you. That is not consent. That's mm-hmm. not okay. That's not acceptable. It does not matter if that person is your husband. Not okay. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if that person is your boyfriend. Not okay. So I want to empower people, because this can happen to men and women. I want to empower you to understand what is not okay mm-hmm. for people to do to you and, to pe- and for people to ask of you. So if it is something like, <clears throat> I'm going to give a really weird example, but if Seth is like, Melanie, I really, really want you to get a tattoo of a snake on your eyebrow, I'm going to be like, you know, I'm not really into that. Uh, No, you have to. I'm your husband. Mm -hmm. Do what Mm -hmm. I, I'm the head of the household. No, no thank you. Not into it. Like it's weird, but like people don't, Mm -hmm. it's weird that we have to say this out loud. Nobody else owns your body. Nobody else says, you will have, I will do this thing to you and you'll be okay with it and you won't cry and you'll put up with it because I'm the husband or I'm the whatever. Mm-hmm. No one has the right to do that to you. Do not accept it. So that's the first thing flat out that I want to say mm-hmm. for anyone who's wondering, if you're wondering if someone has the ability to do something to you, no, they don't. Right. Don't accept it. Um, the second thing I want to say, say about that is that in the Marissa Peer book, I Am Enough, she talks about things like sexual abuse and how we kind of internalize it and take it on in the same way that we would be like, oh, um, um, this that's my sexual abuse, my headaches, my eczema, my whatever, like we own it as mm-hmm. if it's mine. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she uses this example of is when we take ownership of something, we ha- it has a different feel. Mm-hmm. So a perfect example is this is the husband. Are you the husband or are you my husband? I don't know. You're my husband. You're not just (laughs) a husband or the husband. You're Uh my husband. Right. right? So I want you to think about my, you know, saying my sexual shame or my rape or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. this is a thing that happened in the past. And our, our whole goal is sort of unwind it From your current and future Mm -hmm. self. Not that it didn't happen. Don't ignore it. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that. So let Um, me jump
0: in. Here's a good way to explain that. You are not responsible for the abuse that happened to you. For something that somebody else did. If you're walking down the street on a Friday night in a crowded area, you know, just minding your own business uh, and somebody just comes up and punches you. They assaulted you. You are not responsible for that, right? However, you are responsible for the healing after it, right? Mm -hmm. You're responsible for going to the hospital, you know, checking up, putting medicine on your wound or or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? You are absolutely not responsible for the abuse. You did nothing to deserve it. You did nothing to bring it on. It should not have been done. Right, and that's just a wrong that we sometimes don't understand, however, you are absolutely responsible for your healing, for being proactive, for for uh, taking what happened to you and healing from it, right? Mm-hmm. And this person is absolutely doing that. Yeah, and let me just jump in to to take further responsibility. sometimes we need counseling, and i I'm this, sure it's an ad, but uh, you know, like counseling. Talking to somebody else gives you an outside perspective and and, an objective perspective on mm-hmm. on what what you're going through right what you, you just
1: said sure it's an ad and then you kept on talking like, Oh, like sorry it seth is trying to do an ad role no 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 for well, get you know, your I, get faithful excuse me or get faithful.com forward slash right. anatomy of marriage
0: i didn't want it to seem too like and but it was just Google really like, weird sorry so yeah go to get faithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage you i like i say every time i'm a licensed marriage and family therapist when you go to get faithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage you get hooked up with a therapist who under who would understand it has expertise in your very specific things it's like going to mcdonald's and saying i want a quarter pounder with no cheese and uh well done fries you can be that specific right and when you go to getfaithful.com faithful.com forward slash anatomy marriage you can pick a therapist who deals with sexual abuse who deals mm-hmm. with family of origin stuff who deals with drug and alcohol issues so go there it's completely hipaa uh, compliant confidential and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, tyranny says, uh, oftentimes we give whatever that thing is more power by keeping silent yes, about it. Exactly. I agree. So when I when I said a couple of things uh, a minute ago, uh, shed light on it, and then that takes the power away. Like if you're walking in a dark room, you're like, oh, geez, I don't know what's in here. Boom, turn light on it. Mm-hmm. The darkness has zero power because you can see right. stuff, right? right? And going to a therapist, it's like. Hey, I'm going to go get some uh, flashlight help. And you and your therapist are going to walk into a dark room and your therapist is leading you mm-hmm. with a flashlight. To point, hey, did you look in this corner? Oh, that thing that you thought was there? Let's talk about that. Let's shed some light mm-hmm. on it. Let's grow yeah. from that. So absolutely get counseling around that. And, and um, okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, one of the things I want to mention too is that in the end of this sentence, she is trying, she's asking us, what do you do if the things that, you, that happened with that, with a bad situation are Mm -hmm. things you actually want to do in the new relationship and Mm -hmm. do them healthy. So Mm -hmm. I want, I'm going to draw an analogy here. That's sort of easier to talk about. It's terrible, but it's easier to talk about. So let's say as a little kid, you were abused by your grandfather. That happens all over the world. So you are literally like terrified of all touch. You don't want anybody to hold your hand, touch you like you're, afraid of all of it, not just one or two things. You're afraid of all of it. And the hardest thing about this, and we asked this to Dr. Corey Allen in season one, Mm -hmm. asking him, how do you get over abuse? And one of the things that he said, which when he first said it, it totally hit me wrong. I was like, oh, I do not like how that sounds. But he said, often what has injured us is the thing that heals us. But that sounds so bad when mm-hmm. I when I hear it that way, it sounds like really confusing. But the way that I think of it is, we need to reframe and relearn and re-understand mm-hmm. what healthy versions of those things look like. Mm-hmm. So if you literally cannot be touched by someone, and this is a thing that happens to people, I'm not making this up, I'm not making a pretend scenario, People are, are abused and do not want any physical connection, yet they want mm-hmm. a healthy sex life, a healthy marriage, mm-hmm. all of those things. So it's very conflicting. They don't know how to navigate that. But the thing that you have to do to navigate that is there has, I think, one of the healthiest things that you can do, one, you got to talk about it. Go mm-hmm. talk to a therapist. Go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Go talk to a therapist. Then when you are in your actual relationship with your partner, mm-hmm. it is the it has to be that conversation of, hey these things are highly triggering for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. I want to literally retrain my brain to be okay with them. Mm-hmm. And usually what that means, just in case you do not understand what I am saying right now, is that if your partner is completely anxiety ridden when you touch them, that means you're going to have to touch them according to what they are comfortable with, right. for as many times mm-hmm. as they are okay with, as they kind of develop the skill for understanding what healthy touch looks like. Right. The healing
0: and, the healing is on their schedule, not your schedule. Yes. And you may get impatient, you may get frustrated, but understand this, that the healing takes time. And that quote from Dr. Corey Allen, it makes me think of, okay, you are reclaiming, yeah. What healthy touch is. Yes. You are taking the power back and saying, you know what, that person doesn't get, that abuser mm-hmm. doesn't get to decide for me, mm-hmm. I get to decide. Yeah. And there is so much empowerment and victory in realizing that and mm-hmm. saying, oh, and it can even also be uh, very, very enlightening mm-hmm. too, if 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 you understand what I'm saying. Like, oh, now I get to stretch out, and this is on my terms, mm-hmm. and that's not a selfish thing at all. It's like, oh, you know, I um, I'm uh, intimate with my partner on my terms. It, no, it's not that. It's I am taking control of how I like to be touched because you know what? I didn't have control of that, and it it sucked. It was miserable, right. and it it. Uh, really messed up my view of what healthy touch is, right? Right. Because we all want that intimacy, Uh, touch, feel, that emotional connection. Right, and Mm -hmm. I think it
1: goes back to even what Jocko Willink says in his book about, um, this is about discipline, but he says, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, being tired doesn't get a say. Being Mm -hmm. Laziness doesn't get a Mm -hmm. say. Uh, He he lists a bunch of things that do not get a say Mm -hmm. in his day, and he's talking about discipline and exercising and all these things, but it's the same exact thing where I want you to get into the practice of, The trigger is triggered. Mm -hmm. You sense that fear, shame, anxiety, whatever the thing is that Mm -hmm. you're sensing and talk back to it. I want you to talk back to it. Say, ooh, that is fear. Ooh, that is sending Mm -hmm. me back 10 years, five years, three Mm -hmm. years to this Mm -hmm. event. That is shame and fear and whatever. And it would... No, go ahead. Um, The shame and fear and all of those things. And I am not going to allow that any longer Mm -hmm. to steer my future forward. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Good morning, Patricia. Marriage Podcast says this is good. Their schedule, not, mm-hmm. or, uh, not ours. Exactly. <laughs> so therapeutic piece right now. So this person also says emotional knee-jerk reactions. So oh, yeah. here's an intervention for you. So when that trigger, when that feeling comes up, oftentimes we just ignore it and push through it. Mm-hmm. But I want, and I'm I literally speaking to myself, not mm-hmm. about like past abuse or anything mm-hmm. like that, but when some sort of anxiety, whatever comes up, doubt, uh, we are going to say, okay, wait a minute. I acknowledge this. What can I learn from this? What? And you can even speak to it. This kind of sounds weird, but and say, hold on. What? What? What are you? What are you? What is this feeling saying right now? What can I learn from it? Okay. Well, you know what? I'm not there anymore. I'm here. And, and I also advise clients to do like a body scan uh-huh. where you literally just take your hands and just kind of like feel your arms, feel your shoulders like, okay, Balance, I'm here. like center yourself. Yeah, and that has, that has a lot of uh, somatic reasons that we do that. We're like, okay, I'm here. It gets your heart rate down. It gets your uh, um, blood pressure down, all that stuff. And it starts to trigger those new neural pathways of I am here. I'm in control. I'm calm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when we're, when we feel present in our bodies, when we know that we're here and we're calm, guess what? Then we can think in that frontal lobe. Mm-hmm. We don't go back to lizard brain. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't go back to uh, uh croc brain yeah. like that. And that, and when, obviously we talked about when we're in fight or flight mode, we can't think, but mm-hmm. when we're in our front brain, our prefrontal cortex, that's where, that's where healing mm-hmm. can happen. So scan your body, say, okay, I'm here. I'm, I'm good. I, I see, I feel this anxiety. What can I learn from it? And then about two seconds I'm walking away from mm-hmm. it. marriage podcast says, what is the feeling saying when I can, what is the feeling saying and what can I learn from yeah, it? Yeah. I like to great. reframe it as an opportunity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's an opportunity, you know, AKA trigger, whatever, weird feeling, heart rate, nervousness, anxiety. Okay. What can I learn from it? Mm-hmm. What is it trying to teach me? Because if I can learn from it, I can get better at mm-hmm.
1: it. The one thing I think is really important to factor in is that, especially if you are a, a, you know, survivor of childhood trauma like that, or abuse, um, you in the state that you were being abused, you were in a fear state. And what happens when we get back to, when we think of that as an adult, we go back into that fear mm-hmm. state. You regress. And yeah, you regress. Like you, all of a sudden you feel afraid again. There's no, nothing in your like actual world has changed, just mm-hmm. your mindset and where your brain goes. That is, of course, natural. I'm not trying to shame that process. But I want you to think of <clears throat> think of it as sort of logically from an adult perspective as you can. And this takes a very long time. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that... Here's a really perfect example. It's going to sound totally out of left field, but uh, you've heard me talk about um, my family and being like, well, my dad didn't love me. He didn't teach, well, not that he didn't love me, but oh, he was so busy. He didn't teach me how to change an engine in a car, but he did with Jesse and Rusty and oh, I'm oh blah, blah. blah." Like he didn't love Mm -hmm. me. I'm this, I'm that. I'm so lonely. That's the lie that I've been telling myself that has Mm -hmm. been impacting our marriage. I've been telling myself that I need to get Seth's attention all the time because I didn't have my dad's attention and my brother's attention. Mm -hmm. I now, I literally have spent the last week uh, before I go to bed, I meditate on this, and I meditate on what am I? What is that actually saying about me? What is mm. the thing I feel like I lack? And it's that it's I don't have your attention because I didn't have my dad's attention. Mm. That's what I thought right. when I was a kid and a young adult and a teenager. When I look back now, I was the youngest of five. Flippin' kids, you guys. My dad did everything he could do. Mm -hmm. My dad built stilts with us when I was a kid. He took us to plays when I was a kid. But what I was focusing on was what I didn't have. Mm -hmm. And what I read into that and I assumed about that. I was not thinking about the fact that, oh, dad didn't teach me to change out an engine in a car because I was in a play when he was doing that with Jesse and Mm -hmm. Rusty. Like, it wasn't because he didn't love me. When he had
0: time, you were doing something else. When he
1: had time Mm -hmm. with them, I was doing this other thing I loved mm-hmm. and they were paying for it and supporting it. That's a it. really
0: good uh, insight and I'm proud of you for for seeing that mm-hmm. and I, it makes me... Uh, it, it it warms my heart when you always talk about like, Oh yeah, that time dad built stilts with me. You mm-hmm. know, I know that's like super special for you and I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. So thank you and I'm glad that you can talk about that growth and how that manifests how it did manifest in mm-hmm. our marriage in the early days when we didn't know this. Yeah. But now I can see the fruit of all this labor of listening to podcasts, of reading books, mm-hmm. of doing all this stuff, meditating at yeah. night. I can see the actual benefit and the fruit of that so well thank you and
1: what i want to say about it you're welcome what what i want to really say about it why i bring it up is that sometimes you as an adult just look back as from this place of oh my gosh i was abused i'm i'm so broken i i i whatever Mm -hmm. and what i really want you to think about which i know this sounds so weird and almost counterintuitive is no you were a child in a fear state why did my thing just cut off
0: I don't know. That's weird. You
1: were a victim, right? You were my lo- like Instagram just. Right, blew just keep me on up talking. Here. I'll fix it. Um, but you were victimized. Mm-hmm. You were not just an like, it. It's not the same thing to say like I chose this. Mm-hmm. I I I went out and did this. Mm-hmm. That's that isn't what happened. You were abused. You were afraid, and someone else took advantage of mm-hmm. that. So trying to reprocess, reparent, relearn what that experience was, mm-hmm. separate from it as it, an adult. It,
0: it's like I was saying before uh, something bad happened to you that you had absolutely zero blame, zero responsibility, zero anything. And mm-hmm. once we accept that, then we can say, it wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. I was not responsible. I was not asking for it. I did not want it. I didn't say, I was it my fault because I was uh-huh. in the wrong place at wrong time or whatever. You can yeah. let go of all that stuff that, we do feel when we're put in a situation like and, that. Well, and, and sometimes and then, we are told and, and, and told and manipulated and lied yeah, to terribly. because that's what abusive people do. Yes. And in most cases, those abusers were abused themselves in yes. absolutely statistically significant. Most people mm-hmm. were abused who abused. <clears throat> and then, so once we can say, you know what? It absolutely wasn't my fault. Then you can start the healing of, mm-hmm. and it, is one hundred percent my responsibility to go out there and get the resources mm-hmm. and uh, believe that I will he- heal from mm-hmm. this. You yeah. know, not like, um, not like a-, a thing. You know, I am, I am uh, worthy. I am mm-hmm. worth healing. Mm-hmm. I, to uh, to all these things, and then we're going to talk a lot of like positive self talk too. Like you said, I am do this. I love, I love going to my therapist. I love mm-hmm. talking about this. I love being healed, and being a survivor right. of it. You know, it's, it's going from victim to survivor. Mm-hmm. I live through that. Yeah,
1: and one of the things I really want to point out is that there is a tiny, tiny space in, in all of us that wants to be seen, known, loved, cared for, respected, and all of that. We mm-hmm. need to nurture that. Think mm-hmm. of it like a tiny mustard seed, right? Mm. Y'all are Christians, if you are. A tiny, like, faith-like a mustard seed idea. That, oh, Gosh. <laughs> that teensy teensy tiny spark of hope and goodness Mm -hmm. and healing and uh, health is where you need to focus all of your energy. And I really want you to imagine it like like, uh, Harry Potter wands. They shoot like streams of golden stuff. You have to focus your actual thoughts and you know like gold. Lasers. Laser gold. Um, You have to focus your energy on the thing that you are trying to repair Mm -hmm. on the healing that you want to create. And I want you to envision what it looks like in this particular woman's question. She says I have a knee-jerk reaction to be really afraid Mm because of my past sexual abuse. I don't know what to do. So instead of going, well, deal with the knee-jerk reaction when it happens. No, Mm no, no, no. When you're not even in an intimate moment, when it's not even something that's going on, I want you to envision what health looks like. Mm -hmm. Envision, like, nourishing that space within you that you go, this is what I actually want for the future. Sorry, our dog just made a terrible sound like a fart, but it was a yawn. Um, But you know what I'm saying? Like, Create a mm-hmm. vision of a healthy sexual self in your marriage. Set your goals and your mind to go into that direction. And I do want to say very explicitly Seth said, It is not your fault that you were abused, but it is your responsibility to heal it. And I am mm-hmm. just here to say, It is not fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not fair. It shouldn't have been that way, but that is what happened. Mm-hmm. And I, but I just want to acknowledge that it, sucks and it's not fair. Like, Mm -hmm. I want someone to say that in all of this. It's Mm -hmm. not fair that this person was abused by their former boyfriend. That's not okay. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not fair that it has to impact her current marriage now. Mm -hmm. But we have hope and faith and tools and a mindset Mm -hmm. and the ability to envision a new future. And that's what I want you to lean into and what I want you to push toward. Mm
0: -hmm. So thank you for sending that question in, though. Yeah, thank you. And I do want to say one thing. Sometimes... We're going to have resentment. Oh, this isn't fair. This sucks. Why? Why, why, why? Right? And if we're focused too much on the healing, now this is going to sound counterintuitive, but if we're focused too much on the healing... Then sometimes we're getting in the way of actually letting it happen, releasing kind of, of of releasing. Like uh, somebody says, you know, sometimes the thing that we hold on tightest to is the exact thing mm-hmm. that we need to let go. So if I'm just like, okay, I got to heal from this, I got to have good good sex with my husband, I gotta, I'm not gonna think about it, I'm not gonna think about it. But it's like a what? raccoon
1: holding on tin tinfoil.
0: And he can't get out of the and he can't get, he's trapped trap.
1: into a little trap. So
0: what we focus on expands and where energy, where focus goes, energy flows mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so sometimes I want you to give yourself grace and be understanding of yourself. If like, oh, I got to heal, I got to heal. Oh, well,
1: I'm not healed I, yet. I'm not healed I, I, yet. I
0: thought of it again. You know, that ruin an intimate moment with my husband or wife or whatever. Oh, great. I'm. I'm X, Y, Z, you're going to, you're going to give yourself grace and say, you know what, in this journey of healing, there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. Mm-hmm. There's going to be like, yeah, I'm I'm crushing this. And then it's going to come out of nowhere. Sometimes be like, Oh my goodness. It's like, uh, I like to talk about depression this way. Uh, so say I'm in a big field and I see this rain cloud, dark, uh, gray rain cloud, you know, 50 miles in distance. It's coming towards me. It's coming towards me. Oh, no. Here again. I'm feeling heavier. I'm feeling heavier. Oh, no. That rain cloud is right on top of me right now. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Like depression, anxiety, most things always go away. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're going to come. That they, they might not come back in five minutes or they may come back in five minutes. Mm-hmm. But rain clouds on top of me, oh, it's going to go away. Okay. And just realizing that when you're in the moment is a very prefrontal cortex style of thinking and it does take work and it's hard and uh, you have to have some emotional maturity to think that way Mm -hmm. but just understanding that when I was a kid for some reason I always thought like when I was doing something hard or like when I crashed my bike and was in laying in a ditch for two hours that's a true story I always always thought you know what I'm gonna sleep in my bed tonight and I don't know why I would Mm -hmm. always think that and I just had that hope of I'm gonna sleep in my bed tonight. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, I guess it helped me it's get very my southern mind. southern of you. <laughs> Why? <What?
1: laughs> it's just like it sounds like a southern thing.
0: I'm gonna sleep in my bed tonight. Well, <laughs> yeah. I want to. But it is that thought. If mm-hmm. you guys
1: don't know what I was meaning by the raccoon with the tinfoil in his hand, there's a trap. And this is, I think, very appropriate to explain. Yeah. There's a way that you can trap a raccoon. It sounds really silly, but you take something shiny, like a piece of tinfoil, and you put it in a hole, and the raccoon will reach in and he'll grab it. And he can't get his hand out because his hand with the tinfoil is bigger Mm -hmm. than the hole. Mm -hmm. And he will literally sit there and you can catch him and he will be killed because he will not let go of the shiny thing. Sounds like
0: you've caught some raccoons. I ain't
1: caught no dying raccoon. But uh, so it's really crazy because all it has to do is let go and it will live, but it doesn't know to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway. Mm -hmm. So
0: yeah, this is a a tough question. Thank you again. I commend you for uh, being brave to talk mm -hmm. about that. And also being brave enough to start the the, the healing journey. Mm-hmm. So you're on your way. Keep up the good work, my friend. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you have questions, you're listening to this podcast, you've got questions about anything, family, marriage, relationships, dating, any of it, please send them in to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com or direct message us mm-hmm. on whatever platform you want to. What about
0: that app? Tell um, us about
1: that. And we do want to share about our app again uh, because we did create an app that we adore. It's called Get Your Marriage On. And Uh, You know, Right now, it's hard to get counseling. It's hard to go see a therapist. You actually can't, in the state of Washington, go be by other humans. And so that is why we created the Get Your Marriage On app because we wanted people to have something in their pockets 24-7 available Mm -hmm. to them all of the time to help them talk about things like communication, sex and intimacy, Mm -hmm. in-laws, family of origin. It is all in the Get Your Marriage On app. So we want you to go to getyourmarriageon.com. You can try it free for seven days. There's a paid upgrade that has different stuff inside of it. This has the conversation starters that we do every single day except for maybe today because we forgot. Um, it has a, a ton of hilarious videos. Seth and I are teachers in it yeah. so we teach a ton of stuff in there where there's videos of us. We also have Dr. Corey Allen. It has
0: the clearing structure which is yes. one of our favorite absolutes. Mm-hmm. all time all time tools because it walks you through of how to deal with conflict and also how to deal with not conflict and create those not conflict yeah you can you can use the clearing structure in positive situations too somebody says I know you've mentioned a premarital workbook in the past is that available or will you have one coming out
1: we gotta figure out what to do with that we've messed it yeah, up yeah the
0: premarital workbook we are still working on it there's a lot to go there but you can get the best marriage workbook ever which is on sale it was $25 now it's nine ninety nine because of all the quarantine stuff so go to the website and pick up that workbook it it can be considered premarital stuff too because it oh, goes yeah. through all of the questions. Yes, all of the questions.
1: So go to get your, or sorry, go to anatomyofmarriage.com and get the work, the best workbook ever, it, the best marriage workbook ever. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Uh, it is basically a premarital workbook. Like yeah. you are going to talk about all the things because it's it's for couples. Mm-hmm. So it's got all the questions that, oh, man, I wish we had asked one another when before yeah. we got together. And it
0: was literally twenty four ninety nine, and of, I don't know, two months ago it was like, forget it, who cares? Let's sell. <laughs> it for $9.99. We care. So you, but. Well, we, yeah, we, we care and we want people to have it so we wanted to lower the price so more people could get yes. it and you guys are getting it and we're hearing good feedback about it too. Yes. So thank you very much. Thank you for joining us today, for sticking it out. Uh, share the show. That's the one mm-hmm. of the best absolute things that you can do. Share them with your mama, mm-hmm. your daddy. Your grandma, mm-hmm. everybody, and Your we friends. Yeah, let's 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 blow this thing up and keep it going. So yes, thank you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow All right. on Friday. Have an amazing day. All right, bye. Bye.